Welcome to the GeoMob Podcast, where we discuss geo-innovation in any and all forms, whether for fun or profit. Welcome back to another GeoMob Podcast. This afternoon, my guest is Angel Arenas, and he is an anthropologist and a humanist. He's dedicated to creation and social innovation. He's president of the Spanish Association of Social Innovation and an education advisor at the UNESCO Center in Andalusia, which is where he lives and where he's talking to me from today. His projects have been developed in more than 40 countries around the world. And he's also a poet um, with several literary awards and books published and conferences and all sorts of multimedia compositions. Um, this is not a map maker by the normal sort of type of people that we get on the GMR podcast. But today, Angel is here to talk about giant interactive maps. And when I say giant, I mean giant. Um, so... First of all, Angel, welcome to the podcast. Um, like always, just tell our listeners a little bit about how a poet and an anthropologist becomes a map maker. Well, uh, thank you so much, Steve, for the presentation. And I'm so pleased to, to be here in this podcast from, from Spain. And just in a very special day for me, like, like today's, because I just finished a, a tour with a giant map. Well, um, I remember when I was a child, uh, I, I, I remember like spending so many hours looking at, like maps, atlas and uh, and passing pages in, uh, in books, like getting to know uh, countries, capitals, uh, populations, sizes of countries since I was like eight and nine years old. So I'm really, uh, my DNA is, is on maps. Uh, in my blood flows like this. So, and um, when I had the chance to promote, uh, I was in UNESCO um, doing my 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 activities to promote different regions. And then from Paris, from UNESCO, UNESCO Paris, I had the chance to to contribute with something uh, meaningful uh, to promote Africa. That was that was the, the target. To promote Africa in a sophisticated way, in a in a special way, and then I was thinking what to do with Africa as a, as a continent, and then it's like I said, why not to to share the passion that I had with uh, like checking all, all countries in Africa? Why not to share with uh, like two hundred people at the same time? And then it's like, why don't print a uh, 250 square meters map and make people walk on the map of Africa? That was the idea. And, and that was the first giant map that I made for UNESCO. It was like a very huge institution. Uh, I, I remember I didn't have any previous experience in printing such a big uh, map. But it was a really nice activity, and they appreciated it a lot. Uh, many ambassadors in Africa uh, were on the map, and they were really touched by, by the experience. Okay, so 
So we're talking about 250 square meters. Um, what's that? 20 meters by 12 meters, something like that? Something like this, exactly. In that case, it was right, okay. 18, 18, 14, something like this. Right, okay. And what are... Well, let's get start with the basics. What are they made of? It's not paper, is it? No, it's not paper. It's fabric. It's a kind of fabric with uh, polyester and cotton and other like ingredients or or like uh, uh, chemicals to make it not wrinkled. It's it's very, I mean, it's very easy to to avoid wrinkles in in the fabric. It's not a slippery. So it's very, you, you put your feet on and it's stuck. And I mean, it's not slippery at all, even if it's wet. And um, also it's um, ultraviolet rays uh, resistant. So it but, could be like uh, like hours and hours of ultraviolet uh, rays in, on the map. And the colors are like from the first day. Okay, so... I've seen some pictures, and we're going to put a couple of pictures into the show notes so that people can look at them. But the thing that probably our listeners need to understand is that these massive maps that Angel creates are used outdoors. Um, they're in sort of public squares or parks or places like that, and they have hundreds of people standing on them, walking around the maps, um, doing activities on the maps, which is why they have to be non-slip, waterproof, ultraviolet-proof. So, I mean, it's quite a challenge. It's quite a challenge. And who does the the design, the artwork, the cartography? Well, I you? have a team. I ha yeah, I have a team. And basically, I'm organized. Uh, I talk to the clients. And I, I listen to the needs they have and I try to translate and to suggest the better design for them uh, according to our experiences also. Like uh, it's 12, 12 years already, 12 years. It's going to be this December, it's going to be 12 years doing Giant Map. So uh, I have a team and I have a like a programmer designer and a computing designers and... Um, we have we have created also our own structure for the multimedia uh, interaction. So we we programmed to for for the QR codes to be updated all the time and in it's like in real time. So if I if if a mayor comes to me and they okay that that is not that is not accurate in uh, in ten minutes I change the the information and it's it's open and updated for everyone so this is not going to be easy with us talking about it and no one can see what we're talking about but we've got to the bit we we've done the what the first word the giant word and we've done the last word the map word now the interactive word explain um Give an example of how the interaction works for the people who actually experience it. There are different kinds of interactions. Um, we call them like some analogic interactions, like uh, for children, like very, very small children, like four 
three even, three, four, five years old, they we have little, like we hide little uh, symbols or little icons and they have to look for them around the map. Uh, um, for uh, It's about 150 people feet on, the, on every map. 150 feet normally walking around in every map uh, with a, we, we had uh, this amount of, of people on the map and with no problem. So even children go. And um, we have gamification. So uh, for example, the world map, one of them that they, we have is the world map. And then you go to a country and then you scan the QR code of the country and then you get information like uh, 360 videos, uh, you have information pictures, uh, audio of the anthem, the currency. You have also augmented reality, which is very nice to a monument, for example, the, the Tour Eiffel in, in France, for example, or the Big Ben in London, or, or the Liberty Statue in New York. So this is in augmented reality. That's another point for, for people to interact. Basically for, for kids or youngsters, no? They, they like to this kind of uh, technology, uh, augmented reality. We have virtual reality, which is connected to the map also to see how is a country or how is a city or how is a park or a national park. So we we offer virtual uh, reality glasses to people in the in the show, and it's connected to the map. So they they need to be in the place to to have access to these uh, immersive oh, immersive wow. experience. Yeah, and then we have uh, questions, and it's it's nice. So imagine forty people at the same time answering answering questions about geography and history and. So and they are getting points and losing points if they don't succeed with the, the with the answer, and they are like playing in a grouple uh, game with with a ranking of punctuations. It's like first, second, third, like everything related to the the knowledge that they have about the territory we are promoting. And I'm presuming that you can use. If you're using the world map, for example, you can configure different sets of questions depending on the audience and the subject that you're discussing with them. So um, you could be talking about the economies or you could be talking about the weather or you could or you could have one for children and one for adults, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Different levels, different levels, different different uh, layers of, of questions uh, yeah. talking, uh, even even they are at the same time. It's like you can choose uh, the level one, level two, or it, it depends on your age or your, your interest. Uh, we can talk about climate change, for example, that we are really focused now on climate change. We are talking about uh, United Nations, that is also very important for us. Uh, all the SDGs, like the, the tour we just finished today. Uh, we were talking about the SDGs, for example, and, and there was a, a layer of SDGs in the map. Okay. So who are, your, who are the clients that you work with? Um, I mean, you've, obviously you've worked for, with UNESCO, but you work with other organizations as well, I, mean, I guess. Yeah. 
the one of them was uh, the European Union was one of them. We made a giant map of the European Union. Uh, also for the government, the national government, different ministries, culture, tourism, education, also in, Thai, in Indonesia. Uh, in uh, Philippines, we were also in there with the government of Philippines, with the Spanish embassy. We've been with Colombia, also with the government of Colombia in uh, inno innovation and technology. Uh, we've been with uh, universities, also very, very good, uh, nice, nice client with um, uh, our universities are because uh, they appreciate a lot the knowledge and the interaction and how we linked the the university uh, ecosystem with uh, with the giant map. Uh, they appreciate it a lot. Um, yes, also brands. We 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 fly Emirates, also the flying air, airlines companies, um, resorts. Also, we had uh, like hotels. Um, okay. Coca Cola also a sponsor. I mean, we have different, but it's basically institutions because we are focused on promoting uh, territories, and territories are politics, right. are politicians. Yeah. So. You said that today you've just finished a tour with a massive map, and um, I've got a picture of that map, uh, which we'll share. Um, just describe the whole, and this was about the Sustainable Development Goals, the SDGs, yes? Exactly. So just describe, and I'm guessing you were in Malaga today. In Córdoba. In Cordoba, in Cordoba, right? I'm based, so just I'm based in Malaga. I'm based in Malaga. Normally, I, my my team is in Malaga. My, but the, this work was for Cordoba province. Right. So, just describe the whole how the day works. Um, you know, where was start with where the map was in Cordoba, and then how who came, how many people, what they did. Yeah, we started installing the map at eight o'clock in the morning. We normally we take uh, two hours in installing everything. We go with a vehicle, and in the vehicle there is everything. the The giant map is the fabric is is folded, so we unfold the map in the square. We were in the main square in the in the town, and. Uh, Mm, we we put like mm, audio system. We uh, we felt everything with music, and we appealed the attention of of the the city center. And uh, we had the visit of uh, students from from twelve till seventeen years old. We had uh, three hundred fifty students. 350 students and then we we talked in the map so we on the map with their walking and then we teach them how to how the world is composed how na united nations work how the SDGs uh, are made for and um, um, and then we invite them to participate in a contest so after the teaching that we make a little like little introduction like 10 minutes, for example, 15 minutes. And then we invite them to walk on the map and, and know the success success um, cases around the world. 
um, because we want to talk about the SDG in a positive way. And the map is a mirror, is a is a is a window for those um, good success cases for for the SDGs. So and they we they go with their mobile phones, each of them with their mobile phones, and they are competing be, a, among them, and in and they are integrating a ranking. So and, and the more they know, the more they show they know about the uh, can, the world, the countries, the SDGs, the more ranked they are in the in the in the la, in the list. And imagine 60, 60 youngsters competing at the same time uh, on a map, uh, and they, are, they, they it, it goes up and down the the, the punctuation they get. And, and we are with a microphone all the time, like every two minutes, we are announcing the name of the 10 best positioned uh, players. Uh, and they they really right. get fun with the music and the mayor came. Uh, we had a picture with the mayor, uh, with the, some advisors of the mayor. And uh, that was the, the day. And, uh, and after we talk about, yeah, about the different... Uh, features of the world, like population of China, population of India. So it's like to to link their the town to to the whole world. Okay, sounds fantastic. And um, and do the kids? What feedback do you get from the the young people who who participate in this? Well, this is this is very nice question because. Um, as you can imagine, uh, to entertain, to entertain at the same time, 60 youngsters around 60 years old or 17 years old is really difficult because they are like over, over exposed to, to many stimulus, to many incomes from informations and attractions and internet and videos. And so to, to make something that can uh, like make them feel uh, included in a in an activity in a global activity is really difficult. But we get it. We get it. Likely, and this is what they tell us. Oh, thank you so much. I never saw something like this. I was about to get in the in the in the podium, or I was about to. And um, yeah, they they really appreciate a lot. And uh, basically. They tell us also that they didn't know really much about the ESGs. And with that experience, they have the feeling, although they failed some questions, but they, they have the feeling that they are, they are more uh, skilled in, in that, in that, um, in that ambit. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I know from some work that I did a few years ago on mapping SDGs that the, there are so many surprises in the sustainable development goals. I mean, we sort of think that the northern hemisphere is wealthy and the global south is poor. And we sort of think that all of the indicators will track good for the rich countries and not so good for the poorer countries. But it's not the case. Um, I mean, when you actually start to look at a lot of these indicators, you get big surprises. You know, um, education for young girls, for example. It's not always the Scandinavian countries that have the highest 
number of young girls in education or um oh i'm trying to remember one. Oh yeah my favorite one here's a question for you angel see if you know this one which country in the world has the highest proportion of female members of parliament Well, this is a tough one. Uh, we have in the giant map, we have how many countries in the world has a, we, as a woman, as a prime minister. We have that question. Okay. But the proportion, yeah, okay, we have. It's, 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 yeah, it's 20. 20 countries in the right. world has a woman as a prime mm -hmm. minister. But, but your, your question, what country? It might be not, not a Scandinavian one. Uh, probably, yeah, probably, I don't know, probably an African, an African country in the middle of, yes, you know, one of, one of these yes. countries in Africa that are growing a lot in the economy, like Rwanda, Ethiopia, uh, Ghana. It is Rwanda, yes, the Rwanda. Oh my God. You see? No, I didn't know, yeah. but I, I, I was like, I used my intuition. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So Rwanda. Apparently, oh <laughs> over half the members of, just over half the members of parliament in Rwanda are women. Um, and I believe that. That's why, that's why is, it's improving. That's why it's improving. <laughs> yeah. It's because it's a reaction to the terribly difficult times that they had 10, 20 years ago. And you know, after that, um, they, a lot of women got into politics um, with the desire to change the country. Anyway, I, but I think it's fascinating that you, when you start to look at the geography and you start to see these patterns, they're not always the simple north-south patterns that we, we imagine. Um, and I'm, yeah, I can imagine how the kids really do enjoy this. So you've just finished this. Go, go sorry. I, I no, I just want, I just wanted to to say that uh, this surprising, that uh, like the proper surprising of the of some features of countries, is linked to the the proper surprise that you get when you walk on the world. So it's it's, it's you are. You, your mind gets into into let's find surprises. Okay, you are going to surprise me, and then it's like your your mind opens a lot when you are in such a in such a uh, circumstance when when you are with the music with the gamification and walking on on countries and you go from Tanzania to Kenya to Ethiopia that you didn't know where it was Burundi or Malawi or Botswana. But you, they, on the map, you are just just open to okay. It's not like watching a map in the in the screen or in a on a on a wall. You are walking on the map, so that's that's your point that you are uh, more you are more exposed to the you're you're hoping for surprises like this. Yeah, and you know even even those of us who are geographers, we sometimes are thinking, where is that country or what what countries border the Yemen right and you know I know there'll be people listening now who'll be going oh Stephen it's such and such such and such and such and such but I don't know all of that you know and certainly um, 
I can understand how that exploring and seeing those connections um, and walking on them, it's a fantastic idea. Um, so you said that you've just fin- wrapped up that tour today. Exactly, exactly um, today, two hours ago. What are you working on? What's the next thing? We have a giant map on Malaga, and this this time will be Malaga in a festival that we that we were invited to. And uh, we have also uh, in Andalusia, we have also a, a giant map in Jaén. It's another province. We are working on a giant map in a, for for a community of four no eight eight uh, towns that they got together to promote a brand a new brand, and they want to to use this. Today in the morning, I had a meeting with Huelva. It's another province close to Portugal like just in the border to Portugal and they want to promote yeah. their 16 towns together and we are also uh, we are working on Chile uh, for for making a, a giant map for a region in Chile uh, central Chile in South America okay so so you've got a lot of projects going on yes yes it's uh, non-stop it's uh, sometimes Sometimes we decide where to focus on, and we want to to make such a like like I told you, the climate change. Uh, this is a topic that I really would like to to uh, around around environmental issues. It could be really nice to make something great for that, or or for peace. Also, I I wanted to make uh, uh, the giant map of peace or for peace to promote peace. Uh, in in a in a impacting way in a really uh, majors for peace for example is a huge institution with mayors uh, around the world united to avoid peace uh, avoid war in a in in their in their own possibilities with with their own means and that's that could be really nice to 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 work in a social in 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 this kind of big uh, human uh, issues like peace, environmental, right. human, human crisis. Uh, we, need, we need everybody to be working on this, Angel. Um, the world needs it. Um, so have you ever worked in England? Well, uh, let me think. I've been in London giving a little lecture but only that, mm-hmm. and ah, in let me see, no, no, not in England. Only, only that little lecture uh, in the in the royal. How was that? In the library, in the ro- royal library, something. Uh, it mm-hmm. was like ten years ago, more or less. So that's why I don't okay, remember. Sorry. I'm sorry, I didn't get prepared for that question, but. Uh, in in Ireland, in Ireland, in your neighbor country, one of them, yes, yeah. I've done I've done a gi- two times a giant map in Dublin, and in um like hundred meet hundred kilometers away from Dublin, another occasion for the Spanish government and Spanish embassy, and uh, and yeah, three four times I've been in Ireland, and uh, in Scotland, which is. Well, part of your neighbor community. I've been yeah. also in Scotland and Edinburgh, but uh, England specifically, only this little lecture 
lectures um, that 10 years ago. Okay. So here's an ask to all the people, all the, all the English people listening to this. Um, can somebody come up with an idea and a way to fund Angel's business to come to London and to create a giant interactive map of London because there's so many things that we could do with that. It would be a great opportunity. Um, so this is a shout-out um, to some of my friends who might have a budget or who might have a contact to get in touch. Um, we'll put contact information for Angel in the show notes, and it would be really great if someone could reach out and we could have a giant interactive map in London, because if we did, I could go along and we could record a live podcast whilst we were walking around on the interactive map, which would be a really cool thing to do. Absolutely Walk the map nice. together, mm-hmm. Angel, and talk about all the places and record it for our listeners on the podcast. It would be a fabulous thing to do. Absolutely. Wow. It's uh, even London. London is one of the most influencing cities in the world for in the history. I mean, London influenced the history of many countries. So it's it's like a link. It's like to put London in the map as a one of the most influencer influencer. I think is the word in English. Influencer cities. Influential uh, history. Influential influential cities for the whole world. It's like even. Even this is great, Steve. That I, I really that um, I appreciate this this suggestion, and I because I I imagine how would be this giant map of of London and all the connections with the whole world. Yeah, it, it, all sorts of wonderful things we could do. Angel, it's been a pleasure talking to you this afternoon. Um, congratulations. And thank you for all the wonderful work that you do, because I think it's really inspirational work. Um, We've got some pictures in the show notes. So when you're finished listening to the podcast, people, go and have a look at a couple of the pictures to get an idea of what these amazing maps look like. They probably are the biggest maps that I've ever seen. And um, on the Mappery website, we've always had a thing about what's the biggest map in the world. I think I've just got a picture of it. Angel, thank you very much. Um, Thanks for being on the podcast. Thanks for the great work that you do. Take care. Bye. I hope we, we we see you in London next time. I hope so too. See you in London. Definitely, we're going to make that happen. Thanks for joining us today and listening to the Geomob podcast. We hope you enjoyed the discussion. Please get in touch with us if you have any feedback or suggestions for topics we should cover. You can get the show notes over on the website, which is at thegeomob.com. While you're there, you can sign up for our monthly mailing list where we keep you informed about upcoming events. You can, of course, also follow us on Twitter where our handle is geomob. Thanks for listening and hope to see you at a geomob event soon.